Hey guys, Claire McCallan here with The Christian Channel, and I have a very special guest today. Director and writer Sean Durkin is here to speak about his new film, Iron Claw. Sean, welcome. Thanks for having me. Sean, you do not know how many times I've had to practice that so that I don't say White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot be the only person having that problem, right? Or is this like uh, speaking to me not getting over my college years fast enough? I, every single time. I tell people, I'm like, oh, it's really cool. I have this really exciting interview coming up. I'm actually getting to speak to the director of White Claw. And like, <laughs> are you? Uh, fantastic film. One of my favorites from this year. Really yeah. incredible work. Thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. So you wrote the film as well as directed it, right? Yes. Great. So obviously the directorial work, really wonderful, but I really want to talk about the writing because something that struck me, I was taking notes as the film went on. Um, I felt like you hit all seven of the types of conflict in literature. Okay. Was that intentional? No, not at all, but tell me. <laughs> okay, hear me out, right? Because I'm, I'm taking notes and I'm like, why? It was just like really excellent. And I felt like I was getting this very holistic experience of the boys' struggles. And then I'm looking up and like, does this hit all seven? It's um, man versus man, man versus society, man versus nature, man versus technology, man versus fate, man versus the supernatural, and man versus self. Wow. The Von Erich brothers experience all of that. And because you have this huge range of their experiences, you really do get to see man versus everything in a way that a lot of films don't capture. And you know what? You did it. Even if you didn't do it intentionally, you did it. <laughs> Well, it's, it's such an interesting analysis. I mean, I, I, part of me w w wishes my brain worked that way. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, I when I when I first looked at the story um, and I, you know, it, the wrestling world is, is very unreliable. So to get to to get to facts can sometimes take some prodding. Um, but but I had a great researcher and together we worked to really plot out a, a, a timeline of, of the Von Erich family dating back to Fritz and Doris's childhood up to the present. And what I realized I was looking at when I looked at that was a, a epic Greek tragedy set in Texas. And so it's interesting that you're picking out some of the, the classic storytelling because that's all that is all in there. Uh, even if I didn't think about it in those terms, I definitely embraced the Greek tragedy and some of the structural elements of Greek tragedy in order to um, to 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 tell the story. Not only to tell the story, but also to condense to to condense the story and to find constraints with which to tell it. So in order to make it to a movie, because it was just so big uh, that it would be impossible to tell in a film. So so I really looked for that core. Yeah, it was just beautiful. And the pacing was really well done. You were able to get such incredible character arcs. And it felt as if the family itself was almost a character, like the last name, the legacy was a character. Yeah. Uh, how did you become attached to this project? I um, I was a big fan of those as a kid. And so it's always been with me, the story. And Are you a Texan? I'm not, no. Uh, <laughs> Grew up uh, between England, New York. I was born in Canada. Okay. Yeah, not not Texan at all, <laughs> but um, loved them. Loved the Sportatorium. You know, wished I could have gone there. Um, and just wanted to tell their story. And 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 as a filmmaker, I was uh, I I met with uh, the woman who would be my producing partner on this, and she was starting 
starting a new company. She said, if you could do anything right now, what would it be? And I was like, oh, I've been thinking about the Von Erics again and told her the story. And, and she just said, okay, we have to do it. So she really encouraged me to just dive in and she could tell how passionate I was about it. And so, yeah, just uh, developed it from scratch. And, and um, yeah, that was eight years ago. Wow. And that must have been a really special moment for you as a lifelong fan to actually get into communication with the family as yeah. you began the project. Yeah, that was incredible. And I, I really chose to keep some distance because of that, because I was a fan. And as a writer, um, there's a lot of very difficult decisions to make. And and I think if if you become too close to your subject, that can be tricky. And being that I already loved Kevin, I didn't want to meet him and love him more, which is exactly what happened when I did meet him. <laughs> um, but, I, I, you know, I kept that distance and 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 just used what was out there and, you know, had a sense of him and, and crafted the character. And uh, but then reached out when once I knew what movie we were making, I reached out to him and we've we've uh, struck up quite a friendship. <laughs> that is so awesome. Now, I won't name names, but there are a lot of films that have been coming out lately that have really bothered me because as you know you're speaking to the christian channel right now and i do not like it when stories end with crucifixion i like it when they end with resurrection which is of course going to be why i'm so partial to the way you chose to tell this story and lately going to films and theaters i have been seeing a lot of i don't know if it's some sort of attempt to be like really edgy and leave the audience like thinking but they they end with crucifixion and you leave feeling very unfulfilled and you chose to end in a very artistic but um never cheesy way with a resurrection element how did you decide to make that creative choice um again it was really following kevin mm. being inspired by the real kevin mm. and the way that he uh, you know, Ke Kevin was a quiet, you know, the character of Kevin is a quiet guy who loves to wrestle, loves being with his brothers, but doesn't have, you know, is technically good enough to be the best wrestler in the world, but doesn't have that persona. And, uh, and, you know, is, is, is quite silent. And, and the silence also is in his mourning, you know, doesn't know how to be in touch with his emotions, how to mourn. And that's a part of the the sort of generational trauma that is the curse of this family and the curse of this film. And the real Kevin now speaks with such emotional clarity and so open that I, what I imagined was he must have gone through a real transformation to get to that point where he could just be this open. And so when the film ends, I felt it had to be, there's resurrection, it had to be him um moving into his new life with his family and um breaking that curse breaking uh that and i don't mean mythical curse i mean the curse of uh silence that curse of keeping it all inside and um and embracing his his children and and teaching them to express and uh and and that was really beautiful beautiful to me and and felt like the only way to to end this well, your affection for Kevin and all of the characters really bled through in the storytelling. And I found even the way that you handled um, death and injury to be very respectful. And you could tell that someone who had known and loved these people was involved in the filmmaking because it was so uh, dignified. So I really thank you for that. Um, it's very meaningful. Yeah. And that's just another reason that I'm going to recommend it to our audiences because there's these great crucifixion and resurrection storylines obviously 
the topic of prayer and questioning God comes through these stories as this family deals with tragedy, uh, but also in a time where violence can be so gratuitous in film, you dealt with a true story that had so much loss, but never exploited that loss. And I just thought it was a fantastic example for other filmmakers. So you totally have my recommendation. I'm going to see if my parents, I head home for Christmas right after this call. I'm going to see if they want to go see it in theaters this weekend. Uh, when does it come out and how can people see it? It is out nationwide in theaters today. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> cool. So everyone, you can go see Iron Claw. You can bring a white claw. You can go see Iron Claw <laughs> in theaters nationwide today. Sean Durkin, thank you so much and Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Thanks for having me.